Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Welcome to episode 11 titled, Let's Talk About Race. I'm going to say up front, I am very uncomfortable as a white woman doing an episode about race and equality. However, I'm willing to be a little awkward and fumble and mess it up because I wholeheartedly believe that this is way past due. For me personally, as well as the white community in America as a whole. So as you likely know, after the murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd went viral online, there have been movements on social media, protests, and riots. And it's rightly captured the attention of the entire world. Racism is evil. Black lives matter. And I'm sorry for my part in being passive up until now, but things are changing here at the Redburn household and in my business. Honestly, I debated whether or not I should make this an interview style episode to just let someone else speak so I don't make a mistake. But as much as this hurts my like recovering perfectionist nature, I'm okay with making mistakes because it's not about me. This is about what's doing like doing the right thing, because it's not about me. This is about doing the right thing and standing up for the black community who has been oppressed for hundreds of years in America. So for my black friends, I hope you can forgive me for that passivity. This episode will likely feel like a big fat duh and finally to you. And for my white friends, I hope you'll join me in being an ally to the black community to not just be not racist, but to be an anti-racist, someone who won't stand for it any longer. I hope you can learn something or teach me something in this conversation. And if you fall into the quote, I don't see color camp, or if you're quick to reply, all lives matter when somebody says black lives matter, will you please listen to this episode with an open mind? You don't have to agree with every single thing, but when we know better, we do better. And I'm not claiming to be an expert because I'm an absolute beginner, but I don't want to carry on business as usual with this podcast without addressing this right now. And also letting all of you know that I will continue to work towards becoming an ally, both personally and professionally to the black community. My goal with this episode is not to turn it into a like, quote, look at me or make it about me because it's absolutely not. And This is why I chose not to release a podcast episode last week, but I also don't feel qualified to tell you what to do in this journey either. Most of the time on this podcast, on this show, when I'm talking about marketing and business and all of those things, like I feel qualified to tell you like, here's the steps, here's what to do. I've done it and it's worked for me, but it's different right now because I don't feel qualified to tell you what to do in this journey. Um, Because like I said, I don't know anything. I am a total beginner. So this episode is more of a conversation as if we were sitting down for coffee and I'm like, hey, here's where I'm at. How are you? 
So y'all know I like to turn stuff into steps. Like I just can't help myself. It's just how my brain works. So here is what being an ally looks like for me at this point in my journey. There's five things, five ways um, that I am being an ally right now. And just like sort of what it looks like for me at this point. So I'm starting, first of all, by looking inward at myself to acknowledge any current bias and racism. Most people listening to this probably wouldn't say, like, I am racist. We don't think we're racist, right? But I have to look inward and acknowledge any tiny bits or large bits of current bias or racism that I have. Because the thing is, I can't make change anywhere else if I don't get really, really like painfully honest with myself to see where I personally have bias and racism. If I hear a statement that makes me uncomfortable, I ask myself, why? Why is this making me uncomfortable? I've also been listening to stories. It's easy to get wrapped up in what the media is saying. And in fact, just like during COVID-19, I have not been listening to the media at all because it's so easy to get wrapped up in what the media is saying or what like social media comments are saying with people arguing different sides and think that you have an understanding of how a whole group of people feels or think you understand what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. But when I listen to individual stories of how different black people had dealt with racism, it really shed a new light on the issue for me. So I encourage you, even if it makes you uncomfortable to just listen, listen to what people who look differently than you are saying and what they're feeling. The next part of looking inward for me has been to learn, like just educate myself. So here are some resources that I have personally been using to learn the last couple of weeks. And these are also places to hear stories. So the first is for Kira for moms. And that's the number four Kira number four moms. So Kira Johnson um, was a mom who went in for a routine C-section and lost her life because the staff wouldn't listen to her concerns after surgery. So I first heard Kira's story on, I was watching an episode of The Resident. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show. It was season two, episode 20 of The Resident, and it shared her story. And it really struck me as just not okay. It's just not okay. Um, If you don't know her story, please go check out for here for moms as well as that episode. It's on Hulu season two, episode 20 of the resident. Um, it's just heartbreaking to see that happen and it's not okay. Especially as those of us who, um, are in the birth community and work with moms so regularly, like that's a place for me that I'm really passionate about seeing change. Um, and I'm sure you've heard this, maybe you haven't, I shouldn't assume you've heard the statistic, but, um, black women are two to three. Some statistics say more than that. Um, likely to die in childbirth than white women. And after you watch this episode, you will understand why. So I highly recommend that. Um, As far as learning, we also attended a panel at People's Church here in Oklahoma City last week called Let's Talk About Race. And I stole their title for this podcast episode. Uh, It consisted, so that panel consisted of black men, white women, excuse me, black men, white men, a white police officer and a black female former police officer. So I highly recommend you take a moment to listen. I'm going to include a link to that. They've got it on their Facebook page. 
Um, I'm going to include a link to that in the show notes as well, but it's people church, excuse me, people's church here in Oklahoma city. So I really appreciated hearing different perspectives from such different people. Um, they also had a lot of great conversations and stories, like a black man talking about how he feels when he gets pulled over by the police and how a police officer feels pulling over a black man. So the conversations there were just really, really valuable. Um, also on Instagram TV, I've been watching a lot of stories, but Oshita Moore, I'm not sure if I'm saying her first name correctly, but it's O-S-H-E-T-A-M-O-O-R-E on Instagram. She has a great Instagram TV post called There's a Better Way to Post About Race that really taught me a lot. So I highly recommend going and checking that out. Um <clears throat> Britt Barron's TED Talk called What Beyonce Taught Me About Race. So this was one of the first times I can recall the concept of white privilege really clicking in my mind. Like, I can't help that I'm white, of course, and I'm not ashamed of it. Like, this is how God made me. But I can and I will acknowledge that I benefit in America literally just for being white. So when someone calls me out on white privilege, it's not a time to get defensive. It's time to look at myself and acknowledge that I still have some internal work to do and becoming a true ally to the black community if I get defensive when somebody calls me out on white privilege. Like as a white person, I can get pulled over and not fear for my life. I can talk back to the cop if I want. I wouldn't, but I could and I wouldn't have to fear losing my life. I can send my white children on a bike ride down the street and not worry about making my elderly white neighbors nervous. I'm not afraid for the life of my boys when they're teenagers, which is coming up soon, wearing a hoodie, driving with their music up loud. I don't have to be fearful for their life. I have the privilege of educating myself about racism, not experiencing it. And that is a privilege. That is privilege. Also, The 13th on Netflix. If you haven't watched that, I highly recommend it. I watched it recently and um, I really learned a lot. The 13th on Netflix. It's about the history of racial inequality in the United States, focusing on the fact that the nation's prisons are disproportionately filled with African-Americans. So that's sort of the first thing is acknowledging in myself with all those ways of listening and learning um, any unintentional, unconscious bias or racist thoughts or actions that I might have. The second thing is I'm having conversations in my house as well as with my white family members. I will no longer assume anyone in my family is actively anti-racist. I won't let racist jokes happen in front of me, and I will call out bias when I see or hear it. I am and will continue to teach my children how to be anti-racist. I'm listening to Raising White Kids by Jennifer Harvey on Audible, and she told a story in the beginning of the book that really stuck out to me. She talked about how in school at six years old, another white girl came up to her and said, hey, we should start a white girls club at school since me and you and six other girls are white here. And immediately a teacher that this author really respected stepped in and said, shh, shh, girls, no, 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 you will not do that. And that was it. There was no conversation and what the author learned from that experience was that she definitely shouldn't talk about race. Just be quiet about it. And that's how I grew up. That's how I grew up. I don't know if you have a similar story, but 
knowing that on a human rights level, that black people are equal to us and that we quote, shouldn't see color or we should be colorblind and literally not talk about race ever. Like that's how I grew up. And it wasn't just my parents. It was, you know, everyone around me, it was family members. It was teachers. It was like my peers. It was just like, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. So I learned that it wasn't something that we were supposed to talk about. It was for some reason bad. And by closing my eyes and saying, okay, I'm colorblind. That means I'm actively ignoring the hurt and the pain that my black friends are feeling when they experience racism today. Highly recommend that book, um, Raising White Kids by Jennifer Harvey on Audible. So the third thing is in my business. I am consciously being inclusive on this little podcast and on my social media accounts to make sure black voices are heard and promoted. This is an area I'm a baby beginner in and will continue to learn how to do this in the best way possible to serve the black community. The fourth thing is becoming an activist through donations. So there are already organizations out there doing more than I could right at this moment to they're doing more than I could try to put together myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'd like to fund their efforts to keep going where they're already at. I'd like to meet them where they already at. So for me personally, kind of like we talked about earlier, but because so much of my work is in birth and I'm passionate about birth and motherhood, and naturally that's where my desire is to see change and growth and inclusivity. Because like we talked about earlier, black women are two to three times more likely to die in childbirth. I have personally seen that unconscious bias um, by staff members myself when I photographed um, really any woman of color in the hospital. Um, So I've seen it. I've seen it in real time. I've personally seen it in the delivery room with my black clients. And maybe you have too, if you're a birth photographer or a doula listening to this. So we collectively just have to do better. There's no reason the black maternal death rate should be what it is. And it is not okay. So another plug for, for Kira for moms, that's a great place to start with your donations. Also, please consider donating to For the Village, which is an organization started by my friend Farah Mayberry here in Oklahoma City. So For the Village is committed to addressing infant and maternal mortality within the Black community. Their commitment will be fulfilled by raising awareness and by providing evidence-based services within the Black community. And then the last thing is, I am going to keep this conversation going. I'm here for the long haul because together we can go further. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And like I said, this is a conversation. I'd love to hear from you and keep this conversation going. Have a great week. 